don't be all like uncool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Moran. Hi, Alex. Have you given up on like an adjective pattern for me? Yep. <laughs> Just doing all the right. lovely. I got nothing. Unless you guys want to feed them to me beforehand. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you a list of uh, acceptable adjectives that I use for myself. Okay, sounds great. My tagline this week, actually, you get to pick what the tagline is. I have three options for you. Oh my gosh. The context is Erica's tagline when she's put in jail and yet is still on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my gosh. Okay, fine. A fun um, prison cam. by the way, is my best case scenario for next season of Beverly Hills. (laughs) Me too. So we'll see. One of these three could be uh, her tagline. Okay. I'm doing time and looking fine. Ooh. I'm under arrest and over the rest. (laughs) You can lock me up. But you can't pin me down. Ooh, the third one. I'm a fan of the third. I'm also a fan of your Erica voice. Yeah, your Italian accent. The third one? Yeah. I've I built in quality. I don't know if you could tell. Mine's a little too peppy. I feel like if you merged me and Alex's Erica's, we'd really have something special going. So you have like the peppiness and I have like the, the smoky. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. <laughs> Also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. I am very lucky that this goodbye is hard. This is a nice summary of my feelings on Roni that I'll be discussing in length when we reach Roni. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. It's tragic. I feel... Yeah. Are you canceling Roni? No. Okay. Phew. Okay, my tagline this week is also for a current housewife. It could either be for Giselle or Karen, so they can take their pick. I might be one of the oldest ladies in this group, but I'm keeping this feud alive. Oh, nice. It's a little ageism for you. That's great. The dead thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just realized my tagline, I have to say, has nothing to do with the fact that Dallas was canceled this week. Oh, (laughs) shit. I totally forgot. I'm sad not to see Tiffany Moon on my screen. I did honestly like her, but Dallas, TTFN, ta-ta for now. She like blew up her life She for that really show did. Too. I'm hoping that she gets like a married to medicine with a little Deandra pop in every now and then because I really did like their mm-hmm. dynamic, but I don't ever need to see Carrie or Cam ever again. And the fact that I can't even remember Stephanie, <laughs> I knew there was one more. Oh my god, and Brandy. Yep, yes. see, that's why it got canceled. <laughs> you won't need to see them anymore because you'll keep listening to their podcast. Oh gosh. Yeah, how long do you think that's going to go on? I think Brandy and Stephanie also have a podcast. So, good lord. That must be the most boring podcast of all time. I'm going to listen to it. It did feel refreshing, though, as I cleaned house on my Instagram follows on a few of these women. Oh. I don't think I need to... Like, they're not active housewives. I can put... Who did yeah. you keep? I honestly kept Cameron. You kept Cameron? I kept Julia. Cameron. I like... Keep, keep, uh, nah, that's good. Keep her for the drama. See what she does. She's just so pink, and she tries so hard. I kind of appreciate the fact that she's trying that hard with as few, for such few followers, really. I do appreciate Cameron's Instagram post wishing us all a farewell. Um, instead of mentioning her and her family spouting Asian American hate so openly across so many different platforms. She chose to remember Sparkle Dog Food, (laughs) her business venture. Well, are we ready for Roni? Yes. 
Yeah. We opened this week's Roni on Shabbat dinner. Oh my God, I forgot we were still here. But twist, it's Sonia is the one derailing it this time, at least for a tiny bit. There's a twist before that twist. What? Ramona decides to go on about pronouns to open the episode. Not what I was expecting. (laughs) To everybody's favorite cast member, the chef in the kitchen, who is unnamed, doesn't even get a Chiron, who's just standing there wide-eyed. Also, confirmed, Archie is so wasted. She's hammered, Mm -hmm. absolutely trashed. I know we theorized about this, but I can definitively say she is so trashed. Well, as Ramona says, they were there for three hours drinking with no food. Oh my gosh. And then the other guests are getting, they're not having fun anymore. They were kind of having fun watching Ramona be just the worst. And now I think it's not cute anymore. Three hours of that, I think I'd be done Mm -hmm. too. Well, they were having fun until they were finally allowed to talk and then saw that Ramona wasn't going to let that happen either. Yeah. Why didn't they just cut it short? Like, no, but we don't need to pretend Ramona's being so insanely rude and her excuse is I was hangry. So I've never been racist when I'm hangry. <laughs> Didn't know that was a side effect. The fact yeah. that so- Sonia getting hammered was the best thing that could have happened to Ramona. Yes. To Sonia flex. did save the day. And poor Archie. How does it end this party with Sonia peeing on her front stoop? She's going to have to go hose that off. That's disgusting. Yeah. And she was outside of a home, and Sonia just laughs it off. Yeah, but this is nice. Very typical Sonia. Ramona would have pooped. Yeah? It's true. That's what I thought, too. This whole season has just been this escalation of uh, drama and argument uh, between Ramona, Sonia, and Lou, resulting in a big hug. That's what this whole season has been, just like irrational behavior that then is just like, oh, but it's okay, <laughs> and a hug as though nothing happened, and then talking ahead and being like, oh, but she's my girl, we're fine. And it's just, it's spinning its wheels at this point. It really is. And what's Ebony's analysis? I think it's all of our analysis. Gross. And why do they keep putting Ramona in these situations? The Luann invites her to the <laughs> thing about the con, with the convicts to her, uh, later what's, in the episode. What's Luann's? Yeah, Luann's... It's not her company. No, 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 she no. volunteers. Yeah, she volunteers as an involved for the castle, which is the home that takes former incarcerated women and helps them like have a second chance. Yes, and it's funny because every time we've seen Luann interact with these women, Luann is usually the Ramona, but like in a nice, she's doing her best Mima right. kind of way. Well, that's why she brings Ramona, so then she doesn't have <laughs> to be <laughs> Ramona anymore. Can I remind a uh, can I remind our viewers of such hits as, oh yeah, you could be a model. You just need to lose some weight to a 17-year-old. <laughs> and who could forget everybody's favorite? I know exactly what you people have been through. I know you guys are all former felons who are now trying to integrate into society. But I got arrested for falling into a bush that one time. (laughs) I know your struggle. We must not forget why Lou is doing this, why she is championing this cause. (laughs) Because she herself spent a night in jail. Yes, she too. (laughs) With a ham sandwich. It was thrown at her, Alex. How could you forget? And I could be wrong, but I think she became involved with this organization as part of her community service, which was... That's like, even funnier. <laughs> yeah, which she had to do because of That's the funnier trend. and smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
you. Ebony did do something wild this episode where she gave Martin the boxer. What would you call him? The the boxing coach? Motivational boxer? The motivational boxer. Slash life coach therapist. Because this is yeah. Bravo. She gave him all credit <laughs> for giving Sonia her voice. That is how Sonia is able to stand mm. up for herself is because everything Martin has said to her, which, I mean, was very rude to all the people that have graced Sonia's doorstep this Ringing bells. <laughs> yeah, ringing bells and, you know, <laughs> talking to the pets in her life. So I know we never do this, or we should never do this, but we do it all the time, which is that we get really hung up on next week on. Oh, I only get hung up on next week on. And my biggest takeaway from Roni, and something that I've had to really sit with for the last few days, was on the next week on. And this is when Luann plans the pin the tail on Harry game. And this is referring to Harry Dubin, who is married to a former cast member or is the ex-husband of a former cast member. He was married to one of them? Yeah, um, Aviva. She... I know he banked because he's had sex with Lou, Sonia, and one other person. Right, but we met Harry when he was Aviva's (gasps) ex-husband. I didn't know that. I missed that. And Sonia had dated him prior. So this was like a pre-Roni... He has multiple Instagram accounts named after him. He is famous in the Bravoverse. He's an institution. He's been passed around. But for some reason, I feel like Luann orchestrating this pin the tail on Harry game felt like a series finale. It's really wrapping this story up. Ooh, a full And I'm not saying for Roni as a city. I'm saying for our three leading ladies. Oh. Ramona, Lou, and Sonia. I oh. think. Do you think this will just be a very destructive moment and that there's like no going back from it? Or do you think just like narratively they're doing this because like this would be like a, a nice series wrap up to call back to that? Julia, I totally. It's fourth wall breaking. Like, ha ha I, ha, you all know. We've seen the Twitter accounts. Like, I totally get what you're saying. I think Luann doesn't realize that she's bringing us full circle and closing her storyline but she I, didn't think of that idea by herself but i think that we're about to say goodbye to them there's nothing much more after we pin the tail on him julia was saying last week it's two different shows right now it's the, the grandmas youths. and the yeah and mm. it's not even the aunties and the nieces Mm-mm. this is Mima's and the granddaughters this is not it's too big of an age gap but even as I think back on like Aviva Harry's ex-wife who was on you know I feel like we definitely need new Roni blood and it might just be because this cast is way too small that I'm thinking this but I think Ebony and Leah need new co-stars and I think these women they have gifted us with 13 years I don't want to say goodbye. I know I don't want to say goodbye. And we're lucky it's so hard. We're lucky they gave us all of this. But Ramona's going to keep being problematic. Yeah, Ramona's hard to watch. Sonia just wants to be at a spa. She's also not fun to watch. And the cabaret star. And hey, Ebony could be the new Ramona. Because, you know, Ebony keeps saying that her and Ramona are exactly the same, which is the second weird thing Ebony did this episode. Well, well, I did take to the YouTube and watch some Fox News Ebony, and I'm thinking, Alex, you uh, might be right. Oh, no! Ebony could be the new oh, Ramona. No. Now, I'm going to throw a wrench into this little theory, because Dorinda 
was chit-chatting with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. Recently? Yeah. And he, she has been, I don't know if this is an official announcement of All-Stars Season 2. She's on it. And he welcomed her back from her break. Her (gasps) housewife hiatus. Wow, interesting phrasing. Am I 100% wrong? I've been mentally farewelling these three women for the last two days. Julia, I think you're right right now. If we did this cast next year, no, can't do it. Who is crazy enough to bridge the gap between the granddaughters and Mima's? Dorinda. And I do not like Dorinda. (gasps) We've seen her before. Like, I'm excited to see Leah and Ebony get a new cast of six additional women that we do not know. Who are New York socialites from tons of different backgrounds. Like, that is what I want right now. Okay. Pitch. We call it the Big Apple and the Little Apple. We have two (laughs) different things. We have Grandma's one episode. Next episode, it's Leah, Ebony, and Friends. And then every couple episodes, they have to have a family dinner. We get to watch the chaos. And then we get to watch them break apart and talk shit about each other. Wow. Huh? I think Ramona's got to go. Yeah. She's not fun. I'm just. Can you imagine if the show was just Ramona, Sonia, and Lou? I can't imagine. It would just be shitting everywhere, toilets <laughs> being clogged, men being manhandled. Yeah, but then what would it be with Ebony and Leah? They need more people because Leah can get it going. They need to have some conflict mm-hmm. between them. Mm-hmm. I mean, give them less common enemies without the unifying force of the three yeah. OGs. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I don't, yeah, there's got to be a big shakeup, and Bravo's been kind of crazy the last year, just firing people, hiring people, saying never mind. Mm-hmm. So, time will tell. Well, we thought yeah. we had nothing to say, but uh, <laughs> never mind. All right. Beverly Hills? Yes. Yes. You guys, it was a very short on Kathy Beverly Hills. I thought, oh no, we're not going to have a Kathy corner, but don't worry. I come bearing gifts of a Kathy corner. Is it because it's Christmas on Beverly Hills? It is Christmas on Beverly Hills. Kathy enters the Christmas party. Somebody asks her, how are you? She answers, discombobulated. I'm trying to put 10 pounds in a five pound bag. I laugh, write that down because I don't know what that means. (laughs) Somebody says, what's wrong? And then she says, I'm ready to have a gorilla. Oh yeah. In a talking head, the producer says, what does it mean to have a gorilla? And her answer is, you know, to have, like, a horse or a chicken. Later on, I got that she meant, like, to have a cow, like, to have a pig. (laughs) But that's not what she said at all. (laughs) Then the flashback to Kim, her younger sister, who was on Beverly Hills for several seasons, also referenced chickens. Like, oh, this whole family. They don't know what their, what animals are. Is taking the right meds. (laughs) It's like the Arrested Development. None of them know what a chicken sounds like. It's like none of the it's like Kim, Kyle, <laughs> Kathy know what this idiom is. I mean, their mom didn't sing Old MacDonald to them, clearly. <laughs> no. I would like to talk about Lisa Rinna. Okay. Nothing but good things, I'm sure. I don't understand her thinking. That wig? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd also like to recite a Lisa quote where you think, what? Okay, please Prin- go. Princesses worry about their reputation. Queens don't. Yeah, the internet did not like that. Yeah, and neither do I. 
I think Leisha's only seen The Prince, and that's the only <laughs> reference to queens that she knows. Oh, you think it was a shout-out? Oh, she just has that on her mind. <laughs> because that queen, the queen on The Prince, does not worry about her reputation in the slightest. Brennan's blind defense of Erica really is confusing me, especially in light of last year, and she even references it. But that makes me even more confused. She says... Do you think Denise was telling this truth last year? And then whoever she's talking to says no. And Renna goes, exactly. I'm like, well, that's implying that Erica's also lying, but you're backing Erica up. Also, you realize federal like embezzling charges are different than this person might have cheated on the husband that you don't even like. Like, I don't get how Renna's mind. That's the same. And also, don't forget, Harry Hamlet's rapist friend is all connected that's to this. That's true. Well, table. that's the thing is that it's just all false equivalencies with her, but also that her, the lesson she's taking from the reaction that um, everyone had to her with the Denise thing last year is why she's doubling down so hard on the Erica thing. I think that's all it's rooted in. And unfortunately, now she's like, she's. The fans want her to back up her friend? Yes. <laughs> I have a confession to make, and that is that. I am believing Erica more and more after this episode. What do you think? I think that this has nothing to do with my hitman theory. (laughs) Okay. I think that the fact that Erica's big go-to, you know, she's spoken to her lawyers. This is a huge platform her to plead her case on. And the story we are getting is that three years ago, he took a turn. I think she doesn't know about his fraud that went down years and years and years ago. I think that if she did know about that, that of course there would be an excuse there. There's no excuse. Do you think her lawyers were anticipating um, any pushback from the other housewives? Do you think they thought they were just kind of like go along with it and like bolster her narrative and that they, there wouldn't be like a sudden conflict at all in it? And so she's kind of blindsided by that. Well, if their lawyers thought that, they've never seen an episode <laughs> of Real Housewives of any city. Now, I don't want to throw another wrench into another one of your conspiracy theories, Julia, but the sheriff's department has come out that there is no police report of Tom's accident. Well, it's because it was a hitman accident. <laughs> they didn't report right. it. Oh, I'm sorry. This actually feeds into your conspiracy, my bad. No, your fact death. Rinna, though. I'm sorry. I have to go back. I'm harping on Rinna. But Rinna saying that Erica is proven innocent to proven guilty and that didn't apply to Denise last year when Denise didn't do anything illegal. So she doesn't need to follow the legal system of being innocent till proven guilty. But because Erica is being charged, like, I don't get it. I just don't understand. So Alex thinks she's doing what the fans want. What do you think, Julia? I honestly think she's just here to make good television. And I think she's sensing that Erica doesn't have anyone in her corner. Whereas well, last year... Everyone was in Denise's corner. And also, well, the other thing, too, is the fact that Garcelle is currently not Team Erica. And Lisa's very good. <gasps> very good, good point. You know what, Alex? If Garcelle was saying we need to leave Erica alone, Rena would be like, no, she needs to own it. She needs to tell us. You're mm-hmm. totally right. I think Garcelle is probably a huge factor. It was nice to know that both Kyle and Sutton had legal goal counsel and Dorit had Boy George and PK. So I'm really happy we have some experts coming in 
to consult these ladies. We called the reaction last episode. We knew this would happen to Sutton. But I thought it was going to be more than just Dorit. That, Dorit's reaction was, I mean, since Dorit was the one that went so hard uh, on Sutton's side, it, that was, I mean, we anticipated just like a big backlash against Sutton and Dorit gave it to us. And Garcelle's really making everyone own it. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Are Garcelle and Lisa the same person? (gasps) Character foils. The good and the bad. (laughs) I think it's hilarious that Sutton's so worried about her reputation, you know, on these boards of ballet fundraisers (laughs) that she's on. um, When she's on a reality TV show. (laughs) Is anyone else taking Sutton seriously besides Sutton? I'm taking Sutton seriously. <laughs> because she's a divorcee expert? Yes. That also she pointed out, which I needed it to be pointed out to me by a commenter on YouTube, Erica's headband. Sutton makes a comment on it. And it was very like Roxy Hart. Once women get put on trial for things, they have them just very like matronly or very like schoolgirly. And Erica was wearing a puffy headband and like a very conservative dress. So she put I, the outfit together herself. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she did. So we should be on Roxy Hart out, like Roxy Hart lookout, and see okay. if Erica is dressed more mute, more like conservative, and more innocent, pure, either like matronly or like childlike. Well, she's not doing that on her Instagram. No. I found this whole episode of Beverly Hills, though, to be absolutely delightful. I loved Kyle's Christmas party. It had a very reality TV kind of game show vibe as all the women arrive one by one through their door in, like, their sparkling Christmas attire. I got, like, the Bachelor fuzzy feels. I really enjoyed it. Is it because you felt the anticipation of the shit that was about to happen? So it felt like a really grand opening. Oh, yeah. I had the same reaction and a different reaction. I had the anticipation, Alex. And them coming in one by one didn't remind me of The Bachelor, but it did remind me of Clue. And it really (laughs) did help that when Kyle's showing Garcelle around, the music they played is... (laughs) <laughs> and I went back twice to double check that it was spooky it, ghosty music. It, was, it absolutely it really was. was. Is Erica Mr. Body? <gasps> Ooh. Now, what do we think that Sutton doesn't want to associate with Erica anymore, but brought her a Christmas gift? Don't be mad. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You think so? I think it's a note that says, I know you did it. Okay, where does everyone else stand? I am on Innocent Erica. Elizabeth? I'm standing where I've always stood. There's no way those two talked enough to have any kind of connection. He said, I'm going to put money in your thing. It's from this. I'm going to take it out later through something else. And she's like, okay, can I spend it? And he's like, yeah. Okay. I think she asked no questions, but as Sutton says, it, it doesn't matter legally. Yeah, I think I'm on I'm on Sutton's wave of thought thinking about this, which is the um, just because she didn't know doesn't make it all right. The whole like she was she was blissfully unaware. I think like mm-hmm. Elizabeth was just saying. Um, the producer though is really trying to force the Erica is innocent angle though. At the end of this episode, did you notice mm-hmm. that the you're, you've just been so strong through this whole mm-hmm. thing? Are you telling me that I just? Well, it's confusing because it is, it's not like edited like she's innocent. You know what I mean? Like they're spending a lot of time focused on like Garcelle and Sutton being like, I don't know. And kind of like 
mm-hmm. having like whatever um, tension building music associated with her and making it seem like she's lying about things. But then you get that talking head at the end where the producer's like, you're just doing so great during all this. And the schmaltzy music's playing. So it's really hard to tell what side Bravo's on, which I guess is the best way to do this at the current moment. Well, that's why I... And that's why I asked you guys last episode, like, what am I supposed to be feeling right now? Because it is Alex, so you're totally right. Very mixed messaging. I'm very confused. And also, they left Garcelle's line in there, and I think that kind of bitch slapped the entire episode. You'll be fine. It's the victims. It's the widows and orphans. You'll be fine. And then everybody's like, well, of course it's about the victims. And Garcelle's like, like, oh, really? Is it? Is it? So... Oof, Garcelle. Garcelle and Sutton in this episode. Clap, 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 clap. Well, everyone's been like, why haven't we been mentioning the victims? Yeah. In any narrative. Do you think the editors have edited it out? Or do you think this is the truly the first time the victims were acknowledged? I think it's truly the first time they were actually acknowledged in like a group. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, speaking of victims, I am a victim. Because stupid Teddy Mellon came oh was my on gosh. my TV this screen. This was another reason. It was one of my favorite episodes. Garcelle especially. Her mm. open dislike of Teddy. I just was grinning from ear to ear. Who carried this episode? Garcelle and Sutton on the Erica asking questions. Who doesn't like Teddy? Sutton and Garcelle. And Dorit. Dorit doesn't like Teddy? Oh my gosh. Oh, Teddy. The disdain was written in that fake accent. I, I forgot. I was I was very mad she was there. And then I forgot about her. And then she opened her mouth and voiced her non-opinion. Ugh. She and Crystal, though, are besties. I never know. seen and each other without really makeup. Really sad. Really sad. Didn't Crystal say she had an eating disorder? Now we know where she got oh it. Oh my gosh, from the Tally Manica Camp Eating Disorder Group. Yeah, if you, listeners, if you have not, please go on YouTube, type in Teddy Mellencamp. There is a like 20 minute documentary about her, I don't know what you'd call it. Her, her MLM. Yeah, her MLM, her business. And it is absolutely horrifying. What I thought I knew, it's way worse. Um, side note, somebody went on Teddy's Wikipedia page and changed it to the founder of Teddy Mellon Camp's concentration camp. So I'm just going to put that out there. No one's changed it back. Can I close out Beverly Hills with a very wise Kathy Corner? Please do. As Erica Jane is leaving, Kyle apologizes to her about the interrogation and says, I feel bad that there were questions and stuff. And Kathy looks at Erica and says, it's good practice. Kathy Hilton. Very straightforward, Kathy. Love it. Now you go and put 10 pounds in that five pound bag. Have yourself a gorilla. Well, hey, Kathy's good at acting dumb. <gasps> oh, Alex. I mean, that is what Erica's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, we ready for Potomac? Allegedly. 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 Yes, allegedly. we're ready for, for Potomac. Kathy and Erica, yes, allegedly. What a fabulous episode of Potomac, but boy, do I have a bone to pick with Miss Giselle Bryant and her archaic views. I would like to start at the top. This isn't necessarily an archaic view, but it's driving me crazy, as Julia referenced before, the Karen-Giselle fight. It's old. It's tired. And I don't really get what it's about, because Giselle doesn't want to talk about Jamal having a secret kid, which even Karen brings up her dad actually brought up, not Karen, but... She wants to talk about Wendy's husband having an affair. Then she wants to talk about Ray's finances. She wants him to pay his bills. 
when Jamal owes $800,000 in back tax. Ooh, and her uh, friend Robin owes 90000 But Robin's very open with her shortcomings. So I had to Google, what's his Ray Hugo? It can't be more than that. It's $1.5 million, So it's actually really bad. <laughs> so math was not on his side in that one. What do you guys think about the Karen Giselle fight? Julia, are you in the every are you in the Candace Escala boat? End it now? Oh, end it now. Also, I think what they're really fighting for is for title of Queen of Potomac. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think because Giselle is just such a smart, good fighter, while Karen fights, she will never be queen. Karen doesn't have, like, a straightforward message. Like, Giselle's message doesn't make sense. It's because Karen doesn't know what Sing Sing is. <laughs> her hot box. Was she saying her fat vagina? She, <laughs> I like to think that she just has, like, a wheel of fortune of, like, adjectives and body parts, places, things. And she just <laughs> matches them up. You know what I think it is? I think Giselle's pathology is that she just can't stop stirring shit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what it comes down to. I don't think she really feels strongly about any of these things. That's why she's so um, hypocritical. She just likes stirring shit nonstop. You never want to stir shit about yourself. No. Honestly, Robin is happy to to do that. I loved how honest Robin was. Did I scream out loud when Ascala says, I've had depression before. This sounds like depression as Robin's describing basically the checkbox down the list of what depression is. Yeah, not motivated to get out of bed. And they said, you should get a life coach, which is weird because Robin now has a sponsorship with BetterHelp, which is like a therapy app. Was that pre or post the taping of this episode? It's right now. I hope it was pre. Uh, Robin, like, honestly, didn't really click for me as a person until maybe this episode. And now I feel like I just get Robin. Mm -hmm. I totally agree, Alex. She's just, she's extremely self-aware, very Mm -hmm. chill too chill even too laid back and that's why it seems like at times she's kind of like a non-entity and not getting involved but that's just because she's just so so chill and now Mm -hmm. i like robin i think she's cool i like her a lot too this definitely won me over um giselle's hot take of robin you have to get over your depression because you're a bad mom and Rob, Rob, and Juan won't think you're hot anymore but again that's just stern shit She's blinded by oh the shit stirring. Gosh. It's her best friend that she's she blinded to. She also offers uh, Wendy some hot takes. You look like a slut. No one's going to take you seriously. Our poor Wendy. Wendy took really to heart everything that Giselle and Robin said to her. Yeah. It was so sad. Old Wendy. Did you notice old Wendy came back to defend new Wendy? Yes. Four degrees. Yes. And know what? Mm-hmm. I want, I realize what I want from Wendy. I love boobies out, Wendy. I like to see them glisten. I like the contouring. I like the questionable top choices. I thought she was going to pop out. We did not have a nip slip, though. I want that and four degrees. I want her boobs to be up to her chin while she's telling me how much smarter she is. That is is what we got this episode. I want more. She also pointed out an amazing point is that when we met her, Last season, she had just given birth to Which a kid. Which I did not remember. I, I, like, didn't, yeah, I didn't take that on. We saw a two-month-old, and we were like, wonder where that came from. Like, I didn't put it together. Right. And now we saw Ashley, who, like, yeah, she gave birth two weeks ago. But, like, two months? That's what Wendy looked like? She must have gotten that contract, given birth, and gotten a trainer or something. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Yeah. 
And she's having a camera follow her around. Yeah. I'm on the side of Robin still, though, where I'm like, the her new physical appearance is not the thing that's throwing me off. It is a total just new vibe and personality as well. But we did get some of that mm-hmm. back this episode. So hopefully now that that's been brought to her attention, she'll cool it on that. On her new reimagined windy mm-hmm. housewife personality. I, well, I also think she was so excited about her new body, and she should be. It's a beautiful body. But I think she was giddy with delight, and the things that Robin and Giselle said kind of brought her back to Earth. Yeah. Because so, though they were harsh, I'm happy they said them, because we were all thinking them. Well, I didn't like her... Yeah, I didn't like her too much because it wasn't authentic like that the zen win was clearly written for her mm. there's no way she was like click gonna write this down so it just didn't feel like her but it was so sad to watch her crumble back into a self-conscious like not sure of herself trying to win her mom's mm-hmm. you know approval that was really sad and then when karen has that talk with her i thought wendy was gonna be like i didn't care and she starts crying like that was heartbreaking yes. giselle and karen are both focusing on the wrong thing which is her body which is like i don't know the focus on that mm-hmm. instead of her is like her personality is it's just more fuel but... for karen and giselle to fight each other it's not really about wendy now alex yes. you're believing it way too much oh, they say God. It's your personality. It's your personality, Wendy. You've changed. But what did Robin and Giselle talk about? Her boobs. No, that's why I'm saying Giselle and Karen are focusing on her body, is what I'm saying. Not her personality. Because Karen the next day was like, But they're saying it's your personality, and then all of their... Robin was saying her I feel like they're saying it's your personality. No, I agree with with Alex. I'm lumping them all together. Giselle is definitely focused on the new body and thinking that she got the body because of the husband cheating rumors. Mm -hmm. And Robin saying it's like I'm meeting a completely different person. Giselle and Robin are coming from their Wendy's change perspective in a totally different way. Okay. Alex, I apologize, but I stand by what I said. (laughs) Much like these women of Potomac. (laughs) Who should be writing Giselle and Robin a huge thank you card, though, is Miss Candace, who oh is a delight oh. this season because yeah. she's having to stir up zero drama because everyone's doing her dirty work for her. Because if everyone were having fun, Candace would be the one in charge of the drama stirring. I also have... You know, I hear Kleenex sales are down this year. <laughs> <laughs> but also... My favorite confessional queen is Ashley Darby. <gasps> Not Candace, even though she said, mind your own areolas? Candace has noticed that she has to fill this void. Ashley is the best confessional giver. We have not gotten good confessionals from Ashley because she's MIA having a baby. <laughs> Candace is having to work overtime, but is getting the confessional light. When Candace called Giselle and Robin Tweedle and Twaddle, I, <laughs> like, she's just, I love her vocabulary. I love, like, her cute little quick-witted jabs that are friendly. We've talked about before that Candace has this kind of weird um, way of describing things, kind of like Stassi. Remember we said that Stassi had that really mm-hmm. odd way of, you know, being very gruesome and very specific? Candace has that vibe, too. Ashley I, also. Yeah, they're... Candace is killing it right now. Um, I'm excited that we get Ashley next episode for a mere 
three hours, she's going to She's so much trouble getting the car and be like, bye. <laughs> but it just shows what a good show Potomac is, that it's missing one of its, you know, starters in Ashley Darby, and it's, it's still It's missing the amazing. best housewife the, ever. She's the best housewife. Yeah. She's not there for what I considered... And, and I get annoyed when people say this about like movies where they say, oh, it was like a play. But truly that long dinner sequence in this episode was like a play structurally. Oh, no, it totally was. First Giselle talks shit on Robin, mm-hmm. then Wendy, and then Escala, who I know, Julia, you have some feelings about, <gasps> turns the tables her. on Giselle. And Giselle says you don't have the right just, to was, ask, you like don't have the point. right to know. What a like interesting character Which is perfect study. Perfect for her character. It's beautiful, perfect for beautiful the character, character of development. To react that way. And what mm-hmm. does Candace do? Hilarious uh, reaction eating salad shots. Which I really <laughs> liked from Candace. Alright, Julia, I want to hear your Scala thoughts, but I'm not ready to move off from Candace and Giselle, because I know you have thoughts on the Chris comments. And I had no idea what Giselle was talking about. They're talking about Chris being her husbander. You and didn't have an idea what Giselle was talking no, about? Giselle said that Chris was riding off of Candace's coattails? The coattails of a Christmas lottery? What is she talking about? Well, yeah, I mean, he was a restaurateur who was a chef at a restaurant that he co-owned. And he's quit everything to nag Candace about all the work she has to do? I get it. Well, half asleep in his bed. Okay, I guess I'm thinking about it from a different perspective. Let's just think of it little plus sides, little negative sides. Candace, negative sign. There's no way she's making money. Christmas lottery was probably like an Arby's gift card. Chris owns restaurant, plus sign. He's making money. Chris does not have a job anymore. Okay, Chris doesn't have anything. Candace, still negative. Chris, by merely existing, is making more money than Candace is. Because she's just spending it. <laughs> Who's paying for that oh, music video? You did not lay eyes on Chris's bar. That is a lot. Those are a lot of bottles. That's another negative. I mean, Chris also brings a lot of children to this table. Children aren't cheap. Oh, I forgot about the children. All right, he gets half a negative. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean ride your coattails of Candace's massive success? Are we pretending that she's successful? Or is she like Deandra and gets a mama paycheck? Am I wrong in thinking that, like, what Bravo presents to us just seems like he's, like, just reading emails for Mm -hmm. her and not necessarily arranging these things? Okay, I think Giselle was generous to Candace when she said that Chris was riding her coattails and playing her coattails to ride. But I don't think it can be healthy for their relationship that he's quit having a life of his own to become full 100%. A nag. Yeah. But Julia, great. Mm-hmm. television and candace just bought herself a new contract yeah <laughs> okay ascala ascala won me over i was cold on her last episode in love alex is in love julia state your case i am not i am not in love <gasps> this Wait, episode what? No. I, I thought that you loved her this but episode. i'm but i also don't hate okay I don't much hate. like ascala herself mm-hmm. i am in the middle yeah she just doesn't have all these women on Potomac are larger than life, glitz, glam, razzle, dazzle. She just doesn't, like, she doesn't have that. She's a friend of. She knows. Yeah. She puts the of. ask in her name because that's all she does. She does ask, ask questions. questions. Okay, we got to wrap it up, but real fast. Which house do you want to be in? Main house? Guest house. Oh, main house. Guest house. Well, listen, the guest house, 
Honestly, it looked great. It had a great view. Did you see that view? It had. I'm like talking about the company, not which room you want. You want to hang out with Giselle and yes. Candace warming up and practicing her music video in the morning? I'm sitting on the floor in between the two chairs that Giselle and Robin are shit talking from. Oh no, I'm pouring another shot of Fireball for Karen and Wendy and saying, and then what? And then what? Elizabeth, That's all I can come to. You and I are not in the same house. Alex, what house are you in? Alex is like, the views. I'm just looking at the river. <laughs> Alex is in the car that goes between the two of them. Can you see around the bend, Alex? <laughs> I can anticipate the bend. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Did not nail that. The last little thing is Michael looks so foreign in his own house. Is it because it was a bachelor pad and now it just has toys and children touching every surface? Mm -hmm. And when she says, I'm going to go down to visit the girls just for a day, I'll be back. And his face is into shock. And you think, oh, he must be thinking, how could you leave me with such little time to plan what to do with the boys? But you really know he's thinking, that's not enough time for me to arrange to have enough fire. Going to have to make a whole new uh, Tinder account. Send me a Craigslist. We'll see. Am I going to have to sleep with this photographer whose shirt says, give me all the babies? I don't want to do that. All right. Awards. <laughs> I'm going to start us off with the Monique's Binder Award. Of course, calling back to last Potomac reunion where Mon- Monique brought a whole Office Depot binder equipped with colored tabs as her receipts. I award this to no other then Beverly Hills Sutton, who, during our talks with all these ladies, says, Hang on, I've got notes. And pulls out little notes. So thank you, Sutton, for your prep, for your knowledge, for your ability to read the whole article. Unlike Kyle, who I honestly don't even think opened it. I can't believe she didn't read it. She got like five different people. It was too long. I know, why are these women saying that? Like, oh yes, understandable. This is your best friend. Whatever. Oh my gosh. Alex? My Zen Wen Award. Named after Wendy from Potomac, who gave herself that nickname, goes to Wendy from Potomac, (gasps) who also gives herself the nickname Whiskey Wendy. Congratulations, Wendy. Can't wait to hear what you call yourself next. My award this week is The History is Doomed to Repeat Itself. And during this award, I am going to compare a housewife to a historical tragic figure. Marie Antoinette, meek Erica Girardi. Oh no, Julia! Are we ready? You're quite the doomsayer this episode, Julia. Buckle up. Oh my gosh, that's so... Julia, that's too long. I can't read that. (laughs) Looking at Julia's notes. (laughs) Um, Marie Antoinette line that she probably didn't say let them eat cake is very similar to erica girardi not talking about the victims at all of tom's horrible fraud not mentioning it ever until she was forced to by garcelle um marie antoinette had a little hamlet where she went and played like she was a shepherdess and erica girardi had an la condo where she pretended that she was a rock star Um, They both spent a fortune on clothing. They were both fashion icons and they both had chapels inside their mansions. So I think we're looking at the same people and they both had Mikey's. So, you know, 
I was going to say, and they both have the public coming for their heads. So, yeah. I mean, yes. And their husbands were both beheaded first. Julia, that was All great. Right, Elizabeth, I'm going to do my Erica saying let them eat cake, and then you do your okay. Erica saying let them Hang eat on. cake. Hang <coughs> on. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm too so weak. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing like, it's expensive to be me, me, Erica. I'm Erica Jane, but I need to be Erica Girardi. Hang on. Let them eat, let, let, let them eat cake. They are actually, I feel like that was pretty accurate. Cake. Let them eat cake. I sound like Don Corleone. <laughs> let them eat cake. I do have to give a Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast shout out to the best thing that happened on Bravo this week. Which is, we got a half a second flashback of our favorite housewife couple, Alex and Simon. Oh. Gotta give them a shout out. Oh. Every time somebody's like, what housewife should we bring back? I comment and get thumbs down. Alex and Simon. What? Nobody wants them back but the us. The fact they don't have their own Down Under TV show people is don't a like tragedy. That? Why don't people I like that? I love them both That's so, so shocking much. to me. They're so chaotic. They're like, oh, they're too, they're too they fake. They're the too most full real of themselves. People. They're they're reformed. I'm like, yes, perfect. They're reformed though. Wouldn't you love to see reformed Alex and Simon? And they're too. Simon awful also has sons. songs. You know this. <laughs> he released songs. We'll we'll talk about this off mic. Julia, yeah. a little pitch for you. Season one of Roni. Bring them all back. A final hurrah. Oh, well, yeah. Bethany and Alex. Jill. You know what? Let's throw Kelly in there. Uh, okay. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Julia, you'll be in a helicopter next week. Yep, dying. Well, not a helicopter. Oh, yeah, true. I found out that my bear death helicopter is actually a small plane. Death. Death. Bear. Bear. (laughs) All right, so it'll just be Alex next week. And for all the weeks to follow. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> well, thank you. The doomsayer. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 